Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. It was a huge win for consumers at the Supreme Court today, huge loss for Apple. The court ruled the consumers can go ahead with an antitrust lawsuit that accuses Apple of using its market dominance to artificially inflate prices at its app store. Joining me is the attorney who represents the consumers in the class action, the winning attorney, as you mentioned, Mark Rifkin, managing partner at Wolf Haldenstein. Mark, at the end of last month, we were here talking about a Supreme Court decision against class arbitration. This was a huge win for consumers. Consumers, what made the difference? Well, June, uh, first, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I, I think the the difference here is the way the court views the importance of enforcing the antitrust laws. Justice Kavanaugh made it very clear that the court will vindicate consumer rights when they're affected by antitrust violations, and I think that's an important principle. This was a five to four ruling, and the swing vote was the newest justice, as you mentioned, Brett Kavanaugh, who joined with the court's liberal wing, which is an unusual alignment so far. And he sort of signaled that in the oral arguments. We were very gratified with the kinds of questions that Justice Kavanaugh was asking because it made us think that he was going to apply Illinois brick the way the court has always applied it, which is uh, in a very straightforward, very formalistic way without looking behind the, the transaction to the economics that Apple wanted the court to consider. Let's go back for just a moment and tell us the issue in the case. So under the Supreme Court's decision, 1977 decision in Illinois BRIC, the only plaintiffs who have standing to sue a monopolist are those who directly deal with a monopolist. And even if they may pass on some portion of their injury to downstream users, those downstream users don't have standing. The the first person to deal with a monopolist is the one who has standing and can recover all the antitrust damages. And here, as Justice Kavanaugh says in the very first part of his decision, it's undisputed that iPhone owners bought apps directly from Apple, who is the alleged monopolist. So the way the Supreme Court has been deciding this issue for more than 40 years, it's the consumers who have the standing to bring this claim. The other Trump appointee, Justice Neil Gorsuch, wrote the dissent saying the ruling exalts form over substance. And to some degree, Justice Gorsuch is correct. The Supreme Court has consistently said that the standing requirement under Illinois BRIC is a formalistic rule. In fact, a few years after Illinois BRIC was decided in a case called uh, Utilicorp, the Supreme Court said we're going to apply this rule formalistically. We're not going to be persuaded by any economic arguments even when the parties agree that the first-party purchaser suffered no damage, passed on all the injury to a downstream purchaser, we don't care. It's the first person who deals with a monopolist who we are going to recognize as the party withstanding, and that's the way the court has interpreted this rule all along. Mark, an organization that represented Facebook, Google, and other tech giants told the Supreme Court that allowing this lawsuit to proceed would put, quote, these platform services under threat. So how important is this case to other platforms? I think that uh, Apple is unique in the way it runs the App Store. It's the only online platform I know of that has a perfect monopoly. 
I think what puts Apple and its platform at risk is its monopolistic practices, its alleged monopolistic practices, not the way the court has interpreted Illinois Brick. It's been interpreting Illinois Brick that way since it decided Illinois Brick in 1977. It's the monopoly that causes the problem for Apple. Now, you filed this suit first in 2007. Shows you how slowly the wheels of justice turn. Any other obstacles in your way before you get to an actual trial? Well, sure. I'm convinced that Apple is going to defend this case vigorously. They have been for the last 12 years. We still have to go through class certification on this case. We have to do discovery. There's going to be expert battles over damages. But the fundamental fact remains that we have standing to bring the claim. And as Justice Gorsuch made very clear in his opinion, we will be entitled to recover all of the economic injury caused by the overcharges for the iPhone app. What's the estimate of those damages? Well, the size of the market is enormous, as, as you know. Apple's revenue from, from the App Store is in the billions of dollars a year. We have a class period that begins in 2007, so at current, it's 12 years of overcharges for iPhone apps, and I'm quite sure that the damages in this case will be measured in the billions of dollars as well. Any feeling as to whether there might be a settlement as this goes on? Apple's uh, reputation is litigate, litigate, litigate. We'll see whether that changes in this case because of the of the size of the case and also the threat that an injunction has to its business model. But for the time being, we intend to litigate vigorously and all the way up to the jury. Looking at this case in light of the line of cases of the Supreme Court dealing with class arbitration, class action, does this stand for any broader principle or is it just on its facts? No, I think it's actually a pretty broad opinion, and I think the court made clear that they will protect consumers from monopolists. And what's unusual about this case is the way Apple insinuated itself in the middle of the transaction. You have app developers at the beginning end, you have Apple in the middle, and then you have consumers at the far end of the transaction. And the court says when a consumer deals with a monopolist, we're going to protect the consumers if they're injured by monopolistic practices. And I think that's a pretty broad principle. You only have Justice Kavanaugh as the swing vote here. It seems like the other four justices, the conservative or the business-minded justices, were pretty firm in their camp. Well, if if this went the other way, I'm sure Apple would be calling it a victory, too. Uh, 5-4 affirmed is 5-4 affirmed. I'll take the win when I can get it. All right. We hear that. Thanks so much. That's Mark Rifkin. He is the managing partner at Wolf Haldenstein and a representative of the consumers in this class action. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.